She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 313. Today, I am sharing a year in review, including five lessons and five things I am afraid to tell you. Hello, and welcome to She Did It Her Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you launch a business that allows you the freedom to create from anywhere, design your own schedule in a way that supports you, and pursue what it is that lights you up. I'm Amanda Boleyn, your host, and it is time to do it your way. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Gusto makes it simple and easy to do your payroll. It automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, you might fall in love with yourself. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. You can try a demo and test it out at gusto.com forward slash she. That's gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com forward slash she. Oh my goodness, you guys, I can't believe I'm sitting down to record the last episode for 2018 in the new year in January. It will be, she did it her way, will be turning four years old, which is absolutely incredible. And when I look back at everything that has happened in this past year specifically, I'm in absolute awe of where she did it her way was and where it is now. So my hope for this episode is that by taking you truly behind the scenes of my business um, and also me personally being transparent that it can help you create clarity and insight for your life and your business in 2019. And I also want to take a moment that whether you've been tuning into the podcast from the start of it four years ago or you this might be your first episode, I just really want to take a moment and thank you for tuning in because Without you as a listener, the podcast would serve no purpose. It would just be me uh, talking through a mic and sitting in my den, just somewhat talking to myself if someone walked by um, in the hallway. Anyway, I digress. The point is, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for making She Did It Her Way what it is today and giving me inspiration to continue go- keep going forward, especially in times where it seems really difficult and um, it just doesn't, you kind of lose inspiration. I think that naturally happens in any business and life. And it's just really great and humbling to have you there pushing me um, in more ways than you probably even know to keep going and keep being a guiding light for so many women out there, including yourself, who are tuning in every single week. So thank you so, so much. All right. In today's episode, like I shared, I'm diving into some of the specifics of She Did It Her Way, peeling back the curtain, talking about the journey of She Did It Her Way, and spending some time on things that I have learned, the lessons, and then some things that make me nervous to even share with you, because ultimately, I want this to be a place where I can peel back the curtain and be vulnerable with you guys, because I really think in those moments of vulnerability is when not only me as an individual learns a lot, but also hearing others Uh, stories and vulnerabilities can be an inspiration to encourage you to step outside your comfort zone and to just go for it and get out of your own head at times because I know we have to manage our minds in order to make sure that our mindset is mastered and we can continue growing and moving our business forward. Before I can truly dive into 2018, I want to take a step back and go back to 2017, which let me tell you, was rough and tough. I felt absolutely 
lost in 2017. So going into 2018 was a little rocky. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I lacked vision. That was compelling enough um, for me to want to strive for something. I was afraid of making a mistake or setting the wrong goal. So in turn, I ended up not setting any in 2017. I didn't do anything and it was an absolute struggle. So as I transitioned into 2018, 18 was a year of growth. And if I were to sum up 2018 in one word, it would be transformation. And so while I didn't exactly know where I was going at the start of 2018, I knew that I didn't want to repeat the experience of 2017 or also a few years prior that led up to 2017 of being lost and lacking true vision. I knew that I needed to do something different. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, which is a quote by Einstein. And to be honest, up until the start of 2018, I was that person that was waiting for things to happen versus making them happen. And it was a really big struggle in my life because up until that point, up until about 2015, I felt very clear on where I was going, what I was doing. I was in a really, really good place. And then just over time, I noticed things started shifting. And I would definitely say from 2015 to the end of 2017 was this year of I had a hip, like I had to go through this dip that was super uncomfortable, very dark at times, uh, mentally and emotionally. I wouldn't say that I was depressed, but I would definitely say that I lacked the vivacious, um, the vitality and the outlook uh, on life that I always had because I tend to view the glass as half full versus being half empty. So I found myself in this state that was so foreign to me and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And my thoughts kept going down a path that wasn't positive. And so I found myself in this like hole trying to get out and being like, what the heck do I do? But I also then put myself in this position where I was waiting for things to happen versus making them happen. I was afraid to set the wrong goal or take the wrong path. So I ended up not taking any path. And But when I look back, from 2017 transitioning in 2018, um, there were some key differentiators uh, in 2018 versus the previous years that have allowed me to enter now 2019 with more focus and vision. And I'm going to share a little bit, uh, actually some of those right now, some of the key differentiators, which I've talked about before, was that in 2018, I took massive action. And massive action is when you actually do something versus just planning. You put yourself out there, you take action until you get the result that you want. It oftentimes can feel messy and uncomfortable, which is why most people don't do it. So even if you're afraid you're going to go down the quote unquote wrong path, it is. Well, I encourage you that it is better to go down the quote unquote wrong path. And later along the way, um, go down the wrong path, but then later down the way, alter your path versus not going down any path because massive taking massive uh, action it brings more clarity than passive action like messy massive action will bring more clarity than perfect passive action ever will and so taking massive action was one number two is also being willing to experience discomfort like I said taking massive action can be uncomfortable growing as a business owner and making bigger and sometimes tougher decisions is uncomfortable and having the willingness to be wrong and be more vulnerable has served me in my growth and my business um, in 2018 and the last one really is saying no more than I said yes so I exercise the muscle of saying no and the more I said no to opportunities or the 
things that I didn't believe necessarily served me, the important things in my business and life became more clear. And you have to be willing to eliminate noise and take chances on figuring out what that noise is. And anything that doesn't serve you, your business or goals is just noise. So as we enter 2019, I want to encourage you that if you find yourself lost, um, just start taking massive action. Don't worry about if it's right or wrong. Just start taking action because like I said, messy massive action will breed more clarity than perfect passive action ever will. And practice pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and getting uncomfortable as much as possible. It is a muscle. The people that go out there and take these bold actions, it's not because they don't have fear. They have just learned how to embrace the discomfort and move past the fear, which then brings me up to had I not had the 2017, 2018, I wouldn't necessarily be able to go into 2019 with the amount of clarity that I have today. And so When I launched She Did It Her Way in January 2015, it was only a podcast um, and it was a hobby. So some of you may know this if you've been tuning in to the podcast since day one, Um, but I really started it from a place of, I love interviewing and talking to people and learning about them. And I was also traveling quite a bit. So I felt a little lonely and wanted to find a way to connect and carve out something that that I felt was of my own. And I had no formal plans to turn it into a business when I first started it. And to be honest, I was very happy and content with the contract work that I was doing back in 2015. I just wanted to start and have something that was my own. And I describe it to people who start a blog. Most of the time it's because people want an outlet or they want to be creative and they don't really intend for it to be a business. But sooner or later, it often turns into a business if they choose to make that decision or if it just naturally happens. And She Did It Her Way podcast started out simply as a hobby. And I ran it as a podcast for about two and a half years before ever thinking about transitioning it into a business. And I'm sharing this because one, if, like I said, you may not know the full story if you haven't been tuning in and I wanted to provide this up for you as well. And number two, if you are in the position where you've started something that is a hobby, you're not sure whether or not you want to turn it into a business and you're kind of in that limbo, I just want to tell you like, that is okay. But encourage yourself to take action to really figure out like, okay, do I want to turn this into a business or is it serving just the hobby in my life? And if you decide to turn it into a business, great. If you decide to leave it as a hobby, that's great too. There is no wrong answer from whatever you decide to do. Um, And personally for me, then it was at the beginning of 2017 that I started asking myself, how could this be a business? Like we are getting women who are tuning in from all over the world. They're asking for more content, more support, more guidance. What would that look like? And truthfully, I felt a little imposterous wanting to turn this amazing podcast into something more than a business because at the time it felt wrong to monetize it because I had been doing it for so long as a hobby. And man, girl, let's talk about a little resistance when you decide to turn your passion into something that generates revenue. All the sticky, um, murky, sticky emotions come up and this guilt of like, oh my gosh, I could not possibly monetize my, my passion. I couldn't possibly turn it into a business like that would just be wrong. And I'm telling you that it's almost a disservice if you decide that you want to turn it into a business, but don't ultimately monetize it, because then if you're not monetizing it and you want it to be a business, then it's not a business, it's a hobby. And there's nothing wrong with taking your passion, something that you absolutely love and turning it into a business. It also stems from a limiting belief that we shouldn't enjoy what it is that we do. That's a societal limiting belief and norm. 
it is possible to love what you do and make it a business and earn a living from it. And so when that those emotions had carried out for quite a bit of time, those limiting beliefs and imposter syndromes, which again are were at the time a reflection of my own limitations and my mindset. And so I knew that I had to shift something when it came to my mind. During the summer of 2017, um, I had visited a friend of mine who had encouraged me to host an in-person event because it was something that kept coming up from my from you guys as listeners and also in her way community Facebook group. And so when she suggested this, I was on board because I enjoy events. I love the orchestration behind it, meeting other people, women in person and connecting them. So in just under three months, I put together the first ever She Did It Her Way Summit. It was, we had um, just over 40 women from across the country, from 11 different states that traveled to Chicago for that one day event. And I was absolutely blown away. And it was my first major validation and indication that um, as a She Did It Her Way listener, people were even hungry. They were hungry for more. And I'm like, okay, what is here? And so as I entered 2018 with some uh, some experiences and validation under my belt, I to be honest, I had no formal set business plan for She Did It Her Way, but I knew that I was giving myself one year to go all in and to see how to build it as a business um, for She Did It Her Way and how can I make this work and, and not even just turn it into a business, but how can I serve you better? How can I give and guide people to get the results that they want, which ultimately, if you're tuning in, most likely the result that you want is to replace your corporate income, launch a business and leave your nine to five. And that was the 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 mindset that I cultivated and developed and really, really got clear on in 2018. So that now going into 2019, I have a little bit, I have a lot better understanding um, of what it is that we're going to do. But like I said, 2018 was extremely messy, extremely messy. Like, man, it, it just, and especially someone, if you take an Enneagram test, mine came back. Um, my top three were one, uh, three, and eight. And number one is the reformer, someone who wants to always improve a process. They like to make sure things are organized. And so for me, it was very much heightened of the messiness that I was thinking in my head about the business and revenue wasn't predictable. It would change from month to month. And so it was just really messy. And I was trying just about anything and everything to really see, okay, what works, what doesn't, where do we get the best uh, bang for our buck in terms of like, how do we give and provide the most value at a like higher ability? And how can we touch more women and expand that versus doing it in a, in a different way. And so in 2018, uh, we hosted the second annual She Did It Her Way Summit this past April, which was six months after the last one. Only this past April, it was two days instead of one. And we roughly had 60 women from across the country attend. And it was a flipping it was an bl absolute blast. I loved meeting all the women that traveled, getting to learn about them and their business. It was amazing, which a side plug is that the next one is uh, in April 2019. And there are two different tracks. Uh, so I actually added another day for this coming April because I've really seen that there are two different markets. The one is um, women who had just left their corporate job and now they are full-time um, as a business owner. And then also those who are still side hustling. So you can head to she did it her way summit.com to learn out, learn more about the tickets. Um, 
But yeah, so excited. So anyway, we hosted the second annual She Did It Her Way Summit. We launched Her Way Society this past June, had 55 women sign up in a seven-day enrollment. And then I launched my first hybrid coaching course, which was um, BYOB Accelerator. It was a five-week online course with weekly coaching. And um, it was just, we. there was so much that happened this year. And when I look at it, and some of my takeaways is that you, your business will only grow as much as you grow as a person. So how are you willing, like how, how much and are you willing to invest in the growth of yourself as an individual to really understand where your mindset blocks are, where your limiting beliefs are? Because your mindset is everything. What you think and what you feel is what you create. It's the result that you have. So your thoughts are getting you to where you are today. It's all in your thinking. So how can you change your thinking, peel back the limiting beliefs and the mindset blocks? And the sooner you put yourself into the mindset as a business owner and own the fact that your business is your business, you'll become that person. Even if it's just starting out, even if you have a side hustle, the sooner you own the fact that you are a business owner, you will embody that. And for some of you, including myself, it may be a little uncomfortable because it's uncharted territory and you have imposter syndrome. Learning to navigate with imposter syndrome is a, how do I say this? Um, I was actually, I mean, like I've really, when I look at 2018, like navigating with imposter syndrome is normal. There are very few limited people who just go from thinking to believing, no resistance, boom. And for those of us, the majority of us, like I said, including myself, the imposter syndrome is real. But the sooner you embody and the sooner you own it, it goes away because you don't even give it any energy. You don't even think about it. It's not top of mind. It goes away because you're not focusing on that. And so how can you shift your focus? How can you explore your money mindset blocks and any other blocks that may be limiting you from moving to the next step and business in your life? And don't be afraid to be messy and make mistakes. Practice being messy. Practice making mistakes. Be vulnerable. And also running a business is like being in a committed relationship. Your business isn't there to make you whole. Only you yourself can make you whole. And sometimes your business will disappoint you. It'll frustrate you and it'll make you cry maybe multiple times. Uh, it'll raise your blood pressure at times. And at other times, it makes you feel like you are flying and you're on top of the world. You're so in love with it. And your business is a reflection of you, your strengths, your weaknesses, limitations, and expansions. Most importantly is that regardless of what happens to your business or what happens going on in your business is that you stay committed to your business and the end result. And you're going to do anything. Always, the goal is the same, but the way that you get there the like how you get there may change but keep the end result the end result and stay committed to it stay committed to making your business work regardless of how many times you have to pivot the people who have successful businesses never gave up they pivoted maybe a lot but they never gave up they kept the end goal the end goal so i encourage you in 2019 set that end goal stay committed to it just tweak or pivot if you need to keep the end goal the end goal whatever that is So to share a little bit about what our focus is in 2019 is really to build the best world-class experience when it comes to membership programs for women who want to confidently leave their nine to five, replace their income, build sustainable income, and design a business that they love 
also to automate and remove myself from 60 to 75% of the work that is being done. So continuing to grow the team, spend more time working on the business instead of in the business, which again, growing the team. So by the end of 2019, I'd like to have an integrator who is an operations business manager. This year, we grew from one contractor to three contractors, and then also really focus on how can I drive traffic to Herway Society. So maybe that's a weekly masterclass that is set up. Maybe it's a quiz. That is the focus for 2019. And let me say that if you're tuning into the podcast for the first time, or you're someone who is finding yourself thinking like, man, or girl, where do I even start? I offer up to, again, just start, start taking action. Don't worry about if it's the wrong action. There's no way that I'd be able to go into 2019 the way I'm able to today with the most clarity I've ever had when it comes to she did it her way without the messiness, the growth, the feelings of discomfort. This also doesn't mean that you need messiness in order to find clarity. But if you're listening and you don't have clarity, just start because only by doing will you ever be able to see the clarity piece of it. If you're not familiar with Her Way Society, it is a monthly membership program that we really focus on um, women who are in what I like to call the lead up phase. And those, whether you are someone who you have no idea what business you want to launch, but you know you were made for more and you want to transition out of corporate America, you want to find your own freedom all the way up to someone who is side hustling and is waiting for that moment to when they can put in their two weeks and make the leap. And so um, like I shared with you, we launched this back in June and we've gone through a lot of um, transitions. We're up on a new dashboard at this time, which is amazing. Um, But it's really, in the beginning, there were so many moving pieces when it came to when it comes to launching a business that I really wanted to offer up a central location and a customer or member success plan that helped women in the group know when and how to consume content. But let me take a step back and say that in the world of online business, there are so many ways and um, different things that you can do and avenues to generate revenue. You can do eBooks, you can do a course, you can do group coaching, you can do memberships. And so Um, One of the things that I learned, again, in 2018, I did a hybrid coaching course. I did a monthly membership. And now going into 2019, had I not done that, I wouldn't have learned not only it's not a it's primarily about what is it that I enjoy the most? What am I really good at? What are my strengths? And that led me to deciding that Her Way Society is what I'm leading with in 2019 because I absolutely love connecting and bringing people together. I love organizing through a process. I love coaching and this was a way and I love highlighting um, other women who are doing amazing things and have a specific skill and being able to serve them up to the community as well. So I encourage you if you're thinking about what's an online product, really think about, okay, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And you may have to toy around. You You may have to get messy to really figure that out, but don't be afraid to get messy to figure that out. So um, if you're interested with Her Way Society, you can head to herwaysociety.com and get on the wait list. We are opening enrollment in January. It's open for technically eight days. It's Monday, January 14th to Monday, January 21st. And so if you're at all interested, highly recommend get on the wait list and um, you'll be notified when the doors open. But what I love about it is that it's when you get there, you self-identify which phase of building the business you're in. And the content is 
organized by phases, by categories, and by the type of resource, whether it's a hot seat, a office hour, or it's a guest expert. So my goal is to eliminate the overwhelm that most people have when they are starting a business because oftentimes the feedback that I get and I've even experienced is, okay, I have this idea, but like what's the next step that I take? And so through Her Way Society, we are able to help women do that. My personal goal at the end of 2019 is to have 50% of the members quit their job. So that is the goal. If you want to be part of that and you want to be one of those 50%, come and join me. The uh, membership will open up later in the year in 2019, but prices are going to increase after this January enrollment. So if you're thinking about it, I highly recommend to get in before they go, before the prices go up. Hey friends, I want to give a shout out to today's podcast sponsor, and that is Shopify. Shopify is a leading commerce platform that wants to make sure you're not alone in your entrepreneurial journey. From free training courses to help you get started to their award-winning 24-7 support, Shopify is a true partner to independent business owners around the world, including some of our previous guests on the show like Linda Solly-Hurd and Julie Ciardi and others. Shopify has a free training academy to help you build and grow a profitable business. And because you're a She Did It Her Way listener, they are giving you a free 28-day trial. To take advantage, all you have to do is head to www.shopify.com forward slash herway to receive your free 28-day trial. Head to www.shopify.com, that's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com forward slash her way. Offer expires February 28th, 2019. Okay, let's transition into, this is kind of a um, podcast episode that may feel a little all over, but I hope through these stories and this vulnerability that you can take some of these pieces and just be inspired to go after it in 2019. I first want to share with you five things that I'm afraid to tell you. And one of them is that this year, there were moments that I found myself attracted to different teachers and coaches because I believed that they could solve my problem. And my problem was wanting an effortless business from the start. And there was a time and a moment that really challenged me to step up and get uncomfortable. And it was going back to choosing coaching programs because I thought that this coaching program would have been the magic pill. It would have taken away all my problems. It would have solved all my problems and it would just be effortless. And that was a limiting belief on my end in really honestly being afraid to put in the work that needed to be done in order to get where I wanted to go until that was later in the year, this past October, uh, September, when I launched a the BYOB Accelerator, it forced me to get uncomfortable. And when you get uncomfortable, when I got uncomfortable, that's when I saw the most results. And I also can like convinced myself that by having a similar business, it would make me happier and take all the mental drama away as well. Um, I thought that if my business could be like this person's business, then I would have it all figured out and it would take away, like I said, the mental drama. And really the mental drama is stemmed from us as individuals. It's how we think about things. If we're overwhelmed, it's not the thing that we have to do that overwhelms us. It's the way that we think about what it is that we have to do that overwhelms us. And as with money and most things in life, we convince ourselves that in the having of that, we'll be happier. When I quit my job, I'll be happier. When I make a certain type um, level of income, I'll be happier. When I have a boyfriend or a husband, girlfriend, whatever, I'll be happier. But the truth is, is that the more you learn to live the human experience and feel your feelings and choose happiness, the rest of it will take 
care of itself. The second thing is that when I have worked contract gigs, um, even this year, which is definitely scaled down from the previous years, I always felt like I was cheating on Sheeted or Her Way. And then in turn, uh, I was cheating on every single one of you. And that is just showing that like, when I would share this with people, they're like, you're crazy. Why would you think that? That's nuts. Like you're doing something that you love doing. And like, why would you be ashamed of working contract gigs? And I'm like, it's because I feel like I'm cheating on, on the listeners. I'm cheating on the people who show up and who are in the membership, all these different things. And what I come to realize is that was a limiting story that I was telling myself that definitely wasn't serving me because then even though I enjoyed the contract work because it was fun and I got to meet, um, be around some people that I got to see casually throughout the year and go to fun places, I would be in an energetic state of just feeling split because I'm like, oh my God, I want to enjoy myself, but I feel really guilty. And those, that's just one example of how we split our energy as well. But choosing to be happy and choosing that it is okay and rewriting the story is what is most important that we must do in situations. Number three is this, I mean, I still, friends, I still get jealous and find myself in a comparison trap when I scroll social media, when I'm on Facebook, all this stuff. We are human. I have now learned though that when this happens, it's an opportunity for me to explore that emotion and where it comes from. Plus, it has allowed me to learn to take a step back and say, why am I being triggered? Because this goes back to the thing of if we see someone else doing something, we automatically think that we have to do it. And the truth is, is that we don't. And oftentimes, if we're just following what other people are doing for the sake of just doing it because they're doing it, it probably might not make sense to do it in our business. So I encourage you to really assess that when you see other people doing things, ask yourself, do I need to be doing this or is this something that I just am knee-jerk reacting? Now, again, this is a practice for me. I'm constantly in practice to exploring where it comes. It's not something that is like ever completely over, but I've certainly gotten much, much better to um, figuring it out and how to navigate through it. Um, number four, there are still times that I am tweaking solo casts right up until the wire of when they are due. And while I don't always um, get what I need to get done in time, I always strive to execute the system in place because with no system like Asana, project management, there is no need to strive, right? So if we don't have something pushing us to be and do better, then what is it all for? Sometimes we'll fall short. Sometimes we don't make deadlines. And I know that when I don't follow my own due dates, it's an opportunity for me to improve, not quit. And I feel compelled to share this because oftentimes things may look like a well-oiled machine when in reality, my friend, I'm missing tasks in Asana because I may be focused on a massive project. My hair hasn't been washed in a handful of days and I'm still in my workout clothes. And so that goes back into number three about the comparison trap. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in the thoughts of what you think you should be doing or what everyone else is doing because nothing is ever perfect and done is better than perfect. And this, the last one, number five, this one's a personal one because up until last summer, I struggled to fully love myself. I had thought that I'd always loved myself, like life was great, like I had a really good mental chatter going on, um, but it wasn't until, until I started dating my now husband, Mike, and we met on a dating app called Coffee Meets Bagel. He was the first person that I went on an actual date with, and immediately I knew in, in my heart that... Um, 
that this this was different. And I knew in my heart, but my head had to catch up with my heart. And we dated for about eight months. He proposed. And 14 months after, um, after then, after the proposal, we got married. And so in the beginning, everything is new. And you want to be someone that that other person wants to be with, right? And relationships, whether it is with a significant other or a friend, a stranger, all the people you interact with, they are a mirror to you. And in this case, Mike was a mirror and I learned so much in our relationship about truly loving myself to then create the capacity to fully love not only him but other people in my life. It was and now I'm not saying that um, I didn't love people before but it's just on this deep level of truly loving myself that then allowed me to fully love and practice love on a totally different level um, of other people and it wasn't until that experience and I know it sounds that people are like fully love yourself like truly love yourself like no this is a real thing so if if you are you know criticizing or hurting or damaging and saying mean things about other people typically that's a reflection on you not necessarily that other person and I had that experience I would think things I would say things that I am not proud of and it really took a person like Mike to hold up a mirror and for me to be like whoa okay If I'm going to grow in my life, I have to change some of the habits and behaviors that I'm currently doing. And a lot of the the habits and behaviors that that I was exhibiting were learned behaviors from when I was a child and how I saw relationships work that were then manifesting my relationship with Mike. And so your ego lives in your brain. And it is just another opportunity to um, not only grow as a business owner, but most importantly, like grow as an individual and to fully like to find ways to truly, truly, fully love yourself. Ooh, okay. That was deep. Wow. All right. Ooh, all right. Let's wrap this solo cast up by I'm going to share the five uh, key lessons from 2018. And that is one is you have to be willing to not give into urges in order to create new disciplines. So for example, whether it's easing, eating, um, closing laptops, procrastinating, sometimes if you procrastinating is a massive one, and I, I speak about this from existence, it can be easy to get in a pattern of small procrastination. So such as let's say it's 3pm and you're tired and you just want to close the laptop and be done with it and you can do it because you're a business owner and you work for yourself. So you get in the habit of closing the, the laptop even though that there is work left to be done again sharing from personal experience here, friends. And it's really breaking that habit and that urge to close a laptop and saying, no, I am going to condition myself to push through this urge and create a different habit. Even it's in the moments of decisions, Tony Robbins says, that our destiny is shaped. And so when you think about the urges you have, are you giving into them? And then if you are or you're not, what sort, how are you conditioning yourself? Okay. The second is be more afraid of not setting a goal than setting one that you later need to tweak, change, or modify. And this goes back to iterating a course, um, an experience that I've shared before is that you don't really, sometimes like if you can look at your business and your life as an experiment, instead of your brain saying, I know how that's going to work and that's probably not going to be successful. So it shuts you down before you even begin change the way you look at it and say, how can I experiment with this? And like, what would happen if I did it? And it changes the game. It takes the pressure off of it having to be a certain way or a certain outcome. Just get curious with it, experiment with it because you never know until you try. And it's just one of those things that you got to push yourself outside your comfort zone. And then number three is that when you find yourself resisting something, Um, And you can feel that in your stomach. That is usually an indication for you to 
explore whatever it is. If someone rubs you the wrong way, if something in your business doesn't feel good. Now there's a difference between listening to your intuition and it's saying, okay, that's probably not the right thing to do. Or um, it's not your intuition. It's just more fear and you have to learn to push past it. Um, Just really explore those feelings, explore the resistance because usually there is a learning lesson in that moment. And then number four is what you project onto others is a direct reflection of how you view yourself. Number five, disappointing people is okay because it's most important for you to protect yourself, your boundaries. You don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to do everything either. What you need to do is make sure that you set the goal and decide what is most important and protect that time, especially even the example what I like to use is that if you are someone who you are like, I'm quitting my job and leaving it in 2019 or by the end of it, I don't know when, but I'm leaving by 2019, there is going to be massive call for massive focus and protecting your time and putting your office hours on your calendar and producing work. And so during that time, you might disappoint people who want to hang out with you, but it's really protecting your goals and where you are heading and where you want to go. So friends, that is all I have for you. This has been an absolute pleasure serving you for three years. And um, I'm looking, wait, 2015, 16, 17, 18. Oh my gosh, four years. I always messed up that math, but it has been an absolute pleasure serving you for the past four years on this podcast. And I am just, we're just getting started. You and I are just getting started. You're just getting started. 2019 is going to be a kick butt year. And I cannot wait to be on the sidelines watching you just absolutely crush it. Also, if you are interested, I am still, there's one uh, workshop left that I'm hosting on Thursday, January 3rd. And that is for how to design your breakthrough year. It's 90 minutes. It's a workshop. There, It's not a webinar. There's no sale at the end. It's just an opportunity for you to be able to carve out some time for yourself to reflect on 2018, set your goal and intentions for 2019. And we're going to talk about some strategies to help you achieve them. You can go to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash design. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named best online payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com forward slash she. And don't wait because now is the best time to get yourself set up for 2019. That's gusto.com forward slash she. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. For more information, check out shedidherway.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you think. Until next time, keep doing it your way.